This is The Morning Five. I'm your host, Michael Ware, President and CEO of the Center for Christianity and Public Life, giving you five minutes of news and scripture Mondays through Thursdays. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Let's open with scripture. We'll continue in Matthew 6 today. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, friends, uh, it's been a, a really wonderful 24 hours. It's been so great to hear from many of you that you've uh, picked up the spirit of our politics. Uh, can't wait to hear as you, uh, as you dig in, as you read the book, uh, but just want to say uh, thank you. Let's uh, let's get to the news first. Uh, the New Hampshire primary uh, took place yesterday, and uh, President at the time of this recording, uh, President Trump uh, won. That's not going to change. He definitely he definitely won New Hampshire. Uh, he's up by about eleven points now, which. For those of you who listened to the episode over the weekend, it's uh, strikingly uh, similar to what we suggested. Also, uh, some of our other predictions came up to be true, including Governor Haley committing to stick in the race uh, and uh, challenging Trump to debate. I think that call for Trump to debate is only going to be echoed and repeated in the coming days. Um, we'll... We'll see the path forward. Her, her campaign, uh, Governor Haley's campaign, said that they were in this. Uh, Nikki Haley said in her uh, concession speech that New Hampshire is the first primary in the country, not the last, and indicated that she was uh, not only taking this race to South Carolina, but was looking further down the road. Uh, but, you know, the... the um, the impact of this primary is going to, uh, they're going to let the dust settle. Uh, Governor Haley is going to Charleston, South Carolina for a big event this evening. They'll do some polling in the state. And um, I would imagine that uh, they are going to need to have confidence that she will be able to run at least as close as she did to Trump in New Hampshire, in her home state of South Carolina. And if they can't basically assure that, if they don't see a clear path uh, to get at least there, at least within 10, 10 points, uh, then, then I can't see her risking embarrassment in her home state. But, but, the dust will settle. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Governor Haley is going to pick up her criticism of, of Trump. I think she's going to feel free to say things that she didn't feel free to say when 
it was possible that other candidates like Ron DeSantis might benefit from her critiquing Trump more directly. So we're, we're going to see how, how, uh, how this race develops uh, as we get deeper into this week. On the Democratic side, it's important to note, well, uh, about 300,000 voted in the New Hampshire uh, Republican primary. Uh, looks like less than 100,000 voted in the Democratic primary. Uh, and so it's a small sample size. It's kind of a distorted sample size. Who would turn up to vote for uh in the Democratic primary. Uh, that being said, it is it is notable that at the time of this uh, recording, uh, Dean Phillips uh, is just at about 20% of the vote running against the incumbent uh, uh, president, uh, Joseph Biden. Um, they're still processing write-ins. We'll see uh, we'll see where, where the vote lands. Of course, uh, you'll remember, uh, longtime listeners will remember, those who are familiar with how this process has unfolded, uh, the uh, DNC removed New Hampshire from its primary calendar uh, as first in the nation. New Hampshire, though, because New Hampshire is able to schedule its voting on its own, kept the primary vote that meant that Joseph uh, Biden, because uh, uh, he 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 wasn't agreeing to that, uh, was instead a write-in candidate. So Biden's votes were were write-in uh, write-in votes. So kind of an odd primary. Uh, I think there would be more chatter uh, about. A more discussion about the New Hampshire results if all of the focus wasn't on the Republican primary where there is uh, 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 a more truly contested uh, uh, a battle uh, contest for the nomination, but thought I'd relay the New Hampshire Democratic results. Um, and again, these unprocessed write-in votes which at the time of this recording account for 30% of the overall votes will continue to get processed. We assume that uh, the vast majority of these write-ins are for Biden as well, which would put his vote at somewhere around uh, 65 to 75%. All right, the next news item moving on from New Hampshire, Turkey has backed Sweden's NATO bid. Uh, the Turkish parliament uh, vote uh, uh, put support behind Sweden's uh, bid to join NATO. Uh, this is after months of a deliberation and uncertainty about whether Sweden's NATO bid would be able to earn support from, uh, from Turkey. Uh, and this is a significant step in uh, the NATO's attempt to continue to isolate Russia uh, regarding its war with Ukraine. The vote was really uh, not close. It was it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty significant vote in Turkey. Uh, only Hungary, uh, the only NATO member to not approve Sweden's 
uh, accession into NATO is, is Hungary. And without that support, uh, Sweden will still not be able uh, to, to enter NATO. Finally, uh, in our discussion of uh, 2023, uh, earlier podcast episode where Melissa and I discussed 2023, looked ahead to 2024, now the issue of state drug policies, decriminalization, legalization uh, came up. I expressed uh, great skepticism of uh, some of these policies and referred to the idea that I felt 2024 was going to be about uh, uh, coming to deal with the unintended consequences of these policies. Well, look to Oregon. Uh, The Associated Press is reporting that Democratic lawmakers in Oregon uh, yesterday unveiled Uh, quote, a sweeping new bill that would undo a key part of the state's first-in-the-nation drug decriminalization law, a recognition that public opinion has soured on the measure amid rampant public drug use during the fentanyl crisis, end quote. Uh, This bill uh, would recriminalize possession of small amounts of drugs, that would allow police to confiscate those drugs, crack down uh, on their use uh, in public places, also makes it easier to prosecute uh, prosecute dealers. Um, uh, This follows a 2020 vote uh, that was a, uh, received 58% support a referendum, really. A, 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 this was a statewide vote in Oregon to implement this decriminalization law uh, with a relatively strong majority, 58%. Uh, but now Democratic legislators who champion the measure are backpedaling a bit in uh, the wake of Oregon's uh, really exceptional and, and obviously sad spike in Uh, deadly overdoses uh, in the state. Uh, Their experts say that it's too soon to be certain that the decriminalization law has led to uh, the spike in overdoses, but the legislature uh, doesn't seem to be too eager to wait for, uh, uh, wait to uh, be absolutely certain of the case and is uh, now on a pathway to um, to to rolling back some of this uh, decriminalization law that went into effect in 2020. All right, that's your news for the day. Let's close with prayer. Dear Father, always near us, may your name be treasured and loved. May your rule be completed in us. May your will be done here on earth in just the way it is done in heaven. Give us today the things we need today and forgive us our sins and impositions on you as we are forgiving all who in any way offend us. Please don't put us through trials, but deliver us from everything bad because you are the one in charge and you have all the power and the glory too is all yours forever, which is just the way we want it. 
All right, friends, thank you for joining me. The Morning Five is brought to you in partnership with the That Sounds Fun Network, supported by the Center for Christianity and Public Life. Hope you have a wonderful day.